0: Pig and Whistle tales from Azeroth. As always, here at the Pig and Whistle Inn in Stormwind, I go for a variety of subjects with regards to World of Warcraft. Grab a bottle or a pint, sit back and enjoy it. Today, we're going to be going over the final classes uh, that have had their sort of rework in pre-patch and how they've changed and stuff like that. Now, I have three different classes that have changed. Now, there are four that ultimately are in the game that I need to talk about, but with regards to Death Knights. They do not necessarily fit into this category of what has um, changed because essentially they are a new class in Wrath of the Lich King. They haven't had anything previously. So I'm going to stick to the Priest, Hunter and Rogue this podcast and we will see if we have time for Death Knights. But honestly, it's very tough to go over Death Knights because they don't have anything that's changed. It is all just all brand new to them. So, yeah, it's kind of hard to uh, (laughs) give that sort of uh, analysis on them. But, as always, we will start off with the weekly news for retail. So, the world bosses for this week are Mortanis, Morgoth, Morgoth, and, no, it's Morgoth. No, Morgoth is from Lord of the Rings, and I've been watching the Rings of Power. So, yeah, Morgoth and Antros, Mortanis and uh, Castle Nathria are the fated raids and world bosses for this week. So make sure that you get your items from that raid, you get your anima from the other world bosses, and stuff like that. The uh, event for this week is World Quest Bonus Event, so you get extra rep for completing certain reputations. So if you want to do, say, Proudmore Admiralty rep, which is one that I wish to do, uh, then you are more than welcome to do that, as it will give additional reputation for this week. Rule for this week is deep six. It is a six v six, I believe. Yeah. and it is uh, very much. No, is it the deep? Okay, no, no, it's um not a six v six. No, it is a six v six. I'm being absolutely stupid. It is just a six v six in normal standard battlegrounds, such as Warsaw Gulch or Temple of Hot Mogu or cop Mogu. Sorry, stuff like that. So. Very simple, very fun. What you do in that battleground matters a lot, so definitely don't slack. The mythic affixes for this week are Spiteful, Necrotic, Tyrannical and Shrouded. Spiteful, when you kill an enemy, a new mob appears. They hit very hard and they will fixate on someone. Make sure you're just pushing them away, killing them. They'll slowly die off themselves, but don't get near them. Necrotic is also a very annoying one for tanks. Make sure you're helping your tank kite. Make sure you're helping remove these stacks by slowing the mobs, CCing them, anything that you can do to help out your healer and tank. Tanks, especially, be aware of this and look to kite. And obviously, we have Tyrannical, which is the weekly affix, uh, the every other week affix, I should say. Tyrannical is the bosses and the minions that they spawn have additional HP and deal more damage. So bring a more sort of boss orientated build to dungeons. And shrouded is our final affix. It's seasonal affix. And this is where Nathrazim are hiding within uh, mobs within the dungeon. Kill the Nathrazim and you get a stat boost for it. Very simple but very very nice. The uh, history what we're going to look at today is going to be every man for himself. So every man for himself is the human racial and uh, essentially it never uh, existed until Wrath of the Lich King. It was a very late racial to be added. Uh, The the racial that humans did have uh, in replace of this is perception. And what perception did was it basically just gave you a stealth detection increase for 20 seconds. It was a buff, very simple, but every man for himself was much more powerful. So in patch 3.0 in 2008 it was added. And then it got a small change a year later. Disconnecting while rooted will no longer sometimes trigger this ability. Seems very weird. Seems like a very uh, weird bug to have. But essentially what every man for himself did is it, it was a PvP trinket. It acted as a PvP trinket so you had an extra trinket slot for humans which was a very very powerful and it was on sort of, you know, uh, what do you call it? It was in line with Orc ratios where like they had a 25% stun reduction durability and stuff like that. So it was very much on par with Horde ratios as well. In Cataclysm, it got its first change. Its cooldown is increased to three minutes up from two minutes, which is a bit annoying. And then it got a small change back a few months later. It went back down to two minutes. They reverted that previous change. A new visual effect was added. I would assume that of um, putting it on in par with uh, PvP trinkets so that you noticed that it was used, and then it was redesigned in Legion. It wasn't touched for five years after uh, Cataclysm. So it was redesigned, and every man for himself can no longer be active during crowd control effects. Uh, it is not able to break so. It was redesigned in order to only work against stuns and no other CC. The other CC being blinds, uh, polymorphs, you know, anything of that sort of nature. It only worked against stuns, uh, which was uh, Hammer of Justice, Stormbolt, Rogue Kidney Shot, Cheap Shot, etc. In Battle for Azeroth, it got its cooldown increased back to 3 minutes, up from 2. And the shared cooldown is increased to ninety seconds, up from thirty seconds. This is because you could have a a trinket, and you could use this uh, PvP trinket to get out of a crowd control, and you would only have thirty seconds on your every man for himself. They have a thirty second window to kill you, rather than you know a ninety second window, which they increased it to, which makes sense. Uh, and then they renamed it to Will to Survive. And the tooltip was reduced to match, basically just saying that it got you out of stuns essentially. Nothing too fancy with um, every man for himself. It's very much on par with some horde racials now. It was one of the more powerful racials in PvP uh, when it was introduced in Wrath of the Lich King because it gave you an extra trinket slot. So if you're a human looking to go into Wrath of the Lich King, make sure it's on your action bar if you're doing PvP. Very, very important for you. And it is one of the best EVP racials in the game, in Wrath of Lich King. So let's get into our What's New series. So let's get into the meat and bones of it. We're going to start off with Priest, as I'm more familiar with Priest. So with Priest, you have obviously Shadow, Holy and Discipline. Discipline get a lot to do with their shields. They get a lot to do with their shields, actually. They have uh, the reflective shield, which reflects damage back uh, to those that, you know, pump in damage into the shield. They have rapture, so whenever you, uh, power ward shield is dispelled or fully depleted, you get mana back. And you also give, um, the target who had the shield certain percent of mana, eight rage, 16 energy, or 32 runic power. And it can only be, uh, occurring every 12 seconds. The main sort of, um, thing that you're building around in discipline is your shields and especially borrow time and penance so borrow time grants five percent spell haste or this is fifteen percent at max um for the next uh spell after casting power ward shield increases the amount absorbed of your power ward shield uh by a certain amount depending on your spell power so you'd ideally shield someone and then you get a faster heal faster penance stuff like that And that's sort of where you're basing it around a lot of shield spam, a lot of absorption effects, which is very, very good. And I kind of like it because I feel like this is what this should be in retail. It is a lot of pre doing stuff so that you can absorb a lot of damage and you don't necessarily take as much damage. Your healing might not be great in terms of healing output, but your shield should be very powerful as that is what discipline is based around. essentially. And then you have the big bad boy. You have Penance right at the bottom. This is a 12 second cooldown. With a 30 yard range. Launches a volley of holy light at the target. Causing a certain amount of damage to an enemy. Or a certain amount of healing to an ally. Instantly and every 1 second for 2 seconds. This is 3 bolts. So at the very start when you press it. 1 second in and 2 seconds in. You get 3 heals in that time. And it is very powerful currently in pre-patch. It heals for about... 1k to 1.5 and that's on my level 65 priest so it will heal very much for like maybe 3k depending on the spell power and stuff it will heal for a lot basically so it can be very very powerful i would think up to like 5 6k maximum it can heal very powerful very fun and it's just you know a very iconic ability for disciplined priests moving into holy your circle of healing has had a change. It's no longer spamming circle of healing for those holy priests. It is on a six second cooldown essentially. But you're looking to utilize maybe guardian spirit. You get a lot of usage out of this guardian spirit. So call upon the guardian spirit to watch over the friendly target. Spirit increase the healing received by the target by 40%. Also prevents the target from dying by sacrificing itself. The sacrifice, uh, uh terminates the effect but heals the target for 50% of their maximum health. So ultimately there's no talents to reduce this cooldown. It is a 3 minute cooldown. Do you want to use it so that like it's in a massive burst window so you're healing a lot through it but it still procs the effect right at the end so that you get a massive 50% health uh, increase as it procs and as it's about to fade. So this is massive for Holy Priest because you can just absolutely pump into it. This also seems to me that they just take 40% increased healing from every single source. It doesn't necessarily specify the priest. So this can be a massive DPS or healing increased cooldown for every single healer rather than just yourself. There isn't much else that has changed for uh, healing priests apart from you know a couple of things such as desperate prayer is now at the top of the uh tree rather than holy nova as holy nova is now baseline and you get a couple of other things but it's mainly based around absolutely pumping healing through flash of light or flashlight flashlight let's take a quick break Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At The Gaming Blender, we take randomised genres mechanics and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation which could be House Flipper and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that all has to be an action-adventure. Yes. Oh dear. Yes. And sometimes... I'm I'm completely lost. It is flashlight. You got flash of light for um Paladins. It's flash heal. There we go. I got there in the end. <laughs> Holy shit. So yeah, it's looking to pump a lot of heals with your flash heal. Uh not much else really. Your renew still ticks for a lot, but it is mainly that like spammable healing that you can get and that giant uh cooldown that you have in Guardian Spirit. Shadow. Now, Shadow becomes powerful, I should say. Uh, Damage over time effects are ticking for a lot right now. This includes Warlock, uh, Affliction damage, and stuff like that. Devour and Plague is now instant, and it is a baseline ability for all Priests. So you have an extra damage over time effect, so you'd have Vampiric Touch, you'd have uh, Shadow War Pain and Devour and Plague, and these can all be very, very powerful. Um... Vampiric Touch also deals damage over a certain amount of time compared to what it was in DBC, where it just hit them for a bit of damage and then it applied a debuff where you got mana. But now it actually does a bit of damage over time and it scales with uh, that sort of uh, you know spell power effect and stuff like that a bit more. You have uh, obviously Devour and Plague and Improved Devour and Plague where it increases damage done. You have a stun now, psychic horror. Uh, You terrify the target, causing them to tremble in horror and drop their main hand ranged weapon for 10 seconds. This is a 10 second disarm against warriors, hunters, paladins, death knights. It's absolutely insane. Now, obviously, this 10 seconds can be reduced by talents that the paladin has, that the warrior has and stuff like that. But a 3 second stun into a 10 second disarm you can use this while a warrior is blade storming, and it will disarm them. That's how powerful this is. This is on a two-minute cooldown, though, uh, down from a forty-five seconds in retail. Either forty-five seconds or one minute. So it is over double the amount of a uh, cooldown, but it is still very powerful, and it can be utilised very well. And the main uh, sort of icing to the cake for shadow is the best way to put it is dispersion so yet yeah, you disperse, dispersed you get your massive cooldown ability dispersion uh you disperse into pure shadow energy reducing damage taken by 90 percent you are unable to attack or cast spells but regenerate 30 percent of your mana uh or six percent of your mana every one second for six seconds Uh, Dispersion can be uh, casted while stunned, feared, silenced and clears all snare and movement impairing effects when cast and you are immune to them while dispersed. So you turn into a ball, you turn into a little fart cloud and you run away. You do not deal with anything, you just run. But, you know, it's it's not quite as powerful as its retail version where you have uh, a healing for it, you get your mana regeneration over that healing so it's not as powerful but it is still very very good and yeah you're very much a dot build you have the option to go into your shadow fiend ability by reducing it to one minute i believe on cooldown and that shadow fiend is very very powerful for mana regen you shouldn't ever run out of mana as a shadow Priest. now if you are pumping damage also vampiric embrace is now a buff that you have on yourself Rather than you applying a debuff to the target. And it lasts for 30 minutes. And it just heals you for 15%. um, Oh no wait. fills you with Embrace's Shadow energy. Causing you to be healed for 15%. uh, And other party members to be healed for 3% of your single target Shadow spell damage you deal for 30 minutes. And you can increase the healing received by 66% from this. So you essentially get... 25% 25% healing stuff like that it is very very powerful and it is very very good to have in a pve scenario when basically you're just pumping heals with brick embrace it's absolutely insane every off healer in wrath is a very good to have in a raid now let's look at rogue rogue i'm not necessarily as comfortable talking about i don't necessarily play a rogue in classic but I do understand them, and I understand how annoying they are. So with uh, Rogue, obviously, you get uh, three different specialisations. Specialisations, you get combat, assassination, and subtlety. And uh, we'll start with uh, assassination, while I remember this. But assassination is a very powerful now due to the fact that um, poisons are very potent. They are very, very powerful right now, poisons. And they will be your main source of damage. So you have stuff uh, that basically just increases your uh, poisons. They were there in TBC, but they are very much more impactful now in the game. So such as improved poisons, increase your chance to apply deadly poison to your target by uh, 20%, and the frequency of applying instant poison by 50%. So you're constantly hitting more. So every time that you're hitting with your weapon, you have a 50% chance or... Probably more like 60% chance to also deal a little bit more damage with that poison. It is very much proc based and it is very very powerful. Now you have Overkill where you get more regeneration from your energy after while stealthed and 20 seconds after breaking your stealth you get 30% additional energy regen. You have your Hunger for Blood. It isn't great. It isn't like a, oh my god this is absolutely insane. But it is what is it is what is at the end of the Assassination Talent tree. It enrages you, increasing all damage caused by 5%. Requires a bleed effect to be active on the target though. So essentially you want to put Rupture or Garote up. And you want to use your enrage just for an extra 5% damage increase. It's very, very good. And overall, over a PvE sort of a time, you know, like a raid boss. This will be very potent and you will see that 5% damage increase. You have Master Poisoner. Increase your critical hit chance of all attacks made um, against any target you have poisoned by 3%. It reduces the duration of all poison effects applied to you and gives your Venom a 100% chance to not consume a deadly poison. Essentially, you can keep your poisons up while using your own Venom. This was a very big drawback to Assassination in TBC. You wanted your uh, poisons up but in Venom basically took them off of the target and you wouldn't have that, which isn't very good, uh, essentially. You have focused attacks as well. Your melee critical stri- uh, critical strikes have a 33% chance to give you two energy. Uh, this goes up to 100. So if you're constantly critting, you're getting a lot more energy, and this is a regen uh, of energy, which is very, very nice to have. Moving on to combat. You have a couple of things, but this is more of the toe-to-toe sort of style that you want to go. But ultimately, there's only one that is going to be fun to use, and that is Killing Spree. Killing Spree is very unique in terms of how it is used. But Step through the shadows from enemy to enemy within 10 yards, attacking an enemy every 0.5 seconds uh, with both weapons until five assaults have been made. It increases all damage done by 20% for the duration. You can hit the same target multiple times, you cannot hit invisible or stealth targets, which makes sense. Um, I believe the first iteration of this, you could kill yourself, you could hit stealth targets. It was very uh, wonky. But by the way, I mean kill yourself by if someone had their back to a cliff, you TP'd behind them and fell off the cliff. So you could mess this up and people could outplay you by positioning themselves well, but it's not fun. That was not fun to use, I can imagine, Uh, falling off of the edge of the world or something when you use this ability. Now, moving on to subtlety. Subtlety is very powerful in PvP. You get honour among thieves. This is very good. So when anyone in your group critically hits with a damage or healing spell... You have a 100% chance to gain a combo point on your current target. This effect cannot occur more than every second. This didn't have a cooldown when it was first released, I believe. So ultimately what you're looking at is stacking five rogues uh, in honour among thieves. And they would all, if you're in a raid group, the potential to get crits is very high. So you're constantly getting combo points. You didn't even have to spam like combo point generators. You could just eviscerate, 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 that kind of thing. It was kind of busted, I will say that. You have Shadow Dance. This is what makes and breaks subtlety. This is what it all revolves around. Enter the Shadow Dance for six seconds, allowing you to use Sap, Garote, Ambush, Cheap Shot, Premeditation, Pickpocket, Disarm Trap, regardless of being stealthed. This is where rogues shine because a lot of their power comes from their stealth abilities. Cheap shot, they get an opener on you. Ambush, very powerful damage ability. You know, premeditation is also very good. It gives you two combo points, but it's more the cheap shot, the garrote, the sap. This is how powerful it is. It is on a one minute cooldown and it is what makes and breaks subtlety because of how powerful their stealth abilities are. And this is what makes them in Uh, pvp essentially the fact that they can cheap shot someone when not in stealth because i'm pretty sure cheap shot and kidney shot do not diminish return themselves at the moment in wrath of lich king i believe that is um very much uh specific based so it only uh diminishing returns um kidney shot itself the Kidney Shot only, DR's Kidney Shot, Cheap Shot only. No, Cheap Shot, I believe, is cast as a stun, so a warrior charging would uh, DR Cheap Shot and stuff like that. But Kidney Shot on its own is very much um, on its own separate diminishing return. So it's very powerful, and it's if you see a subtlety rogue, be very afraid of them at max level. That's all I can say in PvP anyway. Hunters, now Hunters in my opinion are very they're in a sad place at the moment with TBC they were at the very top of the ladder in terms of damage, they ruined everyone they wrecked everyone but since pre-patch they've kind of gone to the bottom of the barrel which is very sad I expect for them to return to the top Um, end game Wrath of the Lich King uh, when they hit level 80 because they get stuff like kill shot which is their execute they get a lot of uh, unique abilities and unique tools, but at the moment they're kind of bottom of the barrel, and it's sad to see because I like Hunter as a fantasy class; it's very cool. But for um hunters, you don't necessarily want to go into Beast Mastery anymore. You're more looking at Survival and Marksman. Survival is very good. This is when it gets its uh, time to shine, essentially. But we'll obviously start with the Beast Mastery. Um, three. So you get kindred spirits which is a straight up 20% damage increase to your pet and your pet's movement speed is also increased by 10%. So 20% increased damage to your pet, very good but it is very much pet management you have to do for beast mastery which is fine. I can understand that because some people like to micromanage their pet and it's very fun, it is a very unique playstyle, and if this is for you, this is for you essentially. Beast Mastery isn't bad, by the way. I do want to say that it is still very decent. And uh, it's just survival has had no love whatsoever in Classic and uh, TBC. So it's very nice to see it get what it deserves, essentially. The bottom talent at the end of Beast Mastery is uh, Beast Mastery. <laughs> it's That's the talent name. You master the art of beast training, teaching you the ability to tame exotic beasts. Uh, and increase the amount of total uh, pet skill points by 4 so you get 4 extra talent points for your pet and you get to tame exotic beasts these exotic beasts include such or so, such beasts such as core hounds um stuff from like unkaraj the bugs them kind of things stuff that you wouldn't usually consider a beast um you'd consider sort of demonic or horaji you know something like that or unknown that kind of thing Marksman. Now marksman gets silencing shot. It always has done, but now it gets stuff to sort of you know be with it. It isn't just on its own silencing shot. You wouldn't necessarily go into this for silencing shot in PvE, but you get Chimera Shot as your main sort of um damage ability. So you have Chimera Shot. You deal 125% weapon damage, refreshing your current sting on the target and triggering an effect, depending on which sting that you have. So Serpent Sting, you instantly deal 40% of the damage done by your Serpent Sting. Viper Sting instantly restores mana to you, equal to 60% of your total amount drained by your Viper Sting. Scorpid Sting attempts to disarm the target for 10 seconds. This effect can only occur uh, every one minute, because this is a 10 second cooldown Chimera shot. And disarming the target for 10 seconds. You can kind of see the problem there. You can permanently disarm someone. Um, That wouldn't be fun. That would not be fun for any melee. Essentially. But you also have readiness. Readiness was moved from the survival tree. Into the marksman tree. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, When activated. this This ability immediately finishes the cooldown. Of other hunter abilities. Except for beastial wrath. Which makes sense because beastial wrath. It can give you an immunity for the duration that it is up. So having that would be very, very potent, essentially. And it would make your pet very powerful. It would make everything very powerful. And yeah, you're just unstoppable, essentially. Moving on to survival. So survival gets scattershot. I'm not too sure if scattershot was in marksman. I'm kind of sure that it was. But you also get stuff that is very much, um, you know, very nice in terms of its nature. So you had a lot of stuff that was like sure-footed, where it just increased your hit and stuff. It now reduces the amount of, um, or reduces the duration of movement impairing effects by 30%, I believe. So you can be more free to run around and kite more. Uh, survival is very much you can kite as a hunter very well whilst dealing damage at the same time. You have two very, very potent abilities in Black Arrow and Explosive Shot. These two were not in the tree at all, I believe. I'm not too sure what was in the CBC talent tree, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't Black Arrow. So Black Arrow fires a Black Arrow at the target, increasing all damage done by you to the target by 6% and dealing a certain amount of damage over 15 seconds. Black Arrow shares the cooldown with Traps as well. So you can either CC someone with a trap or you can throw your um, black arrow at them and do some more damage and essentially causing you to do more damage. It's sort of a burst window, essentially. And this leads into Explosive Shot. This is a very potent ability. You fire an explosive charge into the enemy target dealing a certain amount of range damage um, as fire damage. This charge will also blast the target or will blast the target every second for additional 2 seconds. So it is a dot, but it is a very quick dot. It's kind of like Penance in a way. Uh, it's that sort of um, structure of spell, I guess is the best way to put it. But it is very good, very uh, damaging. And yeah, survival just gets a lot of love essentially. Because you have stuff like Lock and Load as well. And you have a 100% chance when you trap a target with Freezing Trap, Freezing Arrow or Frost Trap. And a 2% chance when you deal periodic damage with your Immolate Trap, uh, Explosive Trap or Black Arrow. To cause your next two Arcane Shots or Explosive Shots to no longer trigger a cooldown, uh, cost, mana or consume ammo. And this has a 22 second sort of built in cooldown. You can essentially get massive burst window with three back to back um, Explosive Shots as well as... Yeah, your black arrow increasing the damage that they take by 6% and stuff like that. So it is very powerful uh, survival at the moment, along with the, you know, changes that they got to disengage where disengage now actually leaps you back rather than is just a threat reduction for hunters or no, a threat generation for hunters. Sorry. So it's actually a useful ability. It's just very good. It's very good hunters and survival is now very much on the cards as it were. But that is all the changes for all the classes. Once again, Death Knights didn't get any changes. They essentially are a new, um, they're a new class. So all their entire classes a change essentially. But thank you all very much for tuning in. Be sure to check out the Patreon if you want some ad free uh, content. Once again, thank you all very much for listening. And go with Valor, friend. Goodbye, all.